0: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Hello, friends. How are you? Oh, fabulous. Just fabulous.
1: Okay, now tell me why. Something must have happened for you to say,
0: you know what, I feel fucking yeah, good. Yeah, you know, I just, I I feel like I, I can't complain about, well, okay, I can complain about stuff, but I'm not going to. Huh. I could complain about spending $3,000 on a new washer-dryer, but I'm not going to. Yeah, did it. I did it. Yeah, did it. I did
1: oh, it. Oh, tell me about it. Did you get them that, like light up like a club and play music and no. they'll basically <laughs> fold them for you when no. you're done?
0: No. For me, like simple is better with washer dryers. Like just simple is better. Give me a few functions. I can work with a few functions, wash it, dry it. Um It was LG that we went with. It was an LG. It was between that and a whirlpool. Uh, but I went with the one that's available sooner because I can't wait until April to do my laundry. So uh, yeah, so it arrives end of the week. Okay. L-
1: LG is actually the model of fridge that I went with because, and again, same thing, it's available now. And I didn't want to wait months for anything else. Yeah, And I had to wait like two weeks as it was just to get a delivery date. So before we talk about the appliances here, because I did a little bit of home reno myself yesterday, lower your expectations. Mm, I didn't do anything that impressive. Easy with the home
0: reno <laughs>
1: vocab. So we'll, we'll circle back on that. You said something this morning that actually piqued my interest. You said maybe we had a solar flare or something because it seems like a lot of people are replacing appliances. I think you're absolutely on to something. And we knew that there was solar activity. Maybe that is what happened because my fridge, when? Your washer dryer, well, mainly the washer, when? And a lot of people are dealing with the same
0: thing. We have a producer that works with us on one of our stations, a couple of our stations actually, and he said his washer went out on him. Get out of here. He also had, he had like the exact same thing happen to him. So he just spent three grand on a washer dryer too.
1: That nobody has to spend. I mean, I didn't have an extra 3K for a fridge. You didn't have an extra 3K for new appliances. It's
0: not an exciting thing to do. Like, I feel like when you're buying a home and you know that that cost is budgeted and you're like, yes, we can spend 10 grand on some new appliances. Cool. Because we budgeted for it. Great. But when it just craps out on you and you weren't expecting to spend it, that's when it sucks. And for me, it's like my roof too. I gotta do my roof next month. It's really fucking expensive. Okay, that year so wasn't far. solar flares. That wasn't <laughs> Are we sure? No, that was just me waiting way too long to do the roof and now the shingles are falling off. But but something to do with the appliances. There's I'm not kidding you, about half a dozen in the last week. Stories I've heard of this between you, me, him, and a couple of the people I know who are now looking for appliances because it just happened.
1: Something might be up there. Maybe. Well, my well, new, I don't know. My new fridge is being delivered today. Exciting. And of course I've got like a 15 hour window of what it may be. Let me ask you, given that they're scheduling deliveries two weeks out, maybe if you work for these logistics type companies and delivery companies, you can help me out with this. They're delivering two weeks out right now after you buy an appliance. So I bought this uh, over a week ago, and I knew that today was my delivery day. Given that they're already fully scheduled well in advance, why can't they give you a shorter window? Like, oh, it'll be between 10 and 11.30. It'll be between 9 and 10 o'clock. Something like that. They must know now where they're going to be delivering next week. It's not like they're changing the order.
0: I think, I mean, you should get a call that morning, depending on who you went with, but you, you sh- I usually go through the brick every time and because they're, they're really great with this. They'll call the day before to give me a shorter window. So I know it's Saturday, for example. I know that it's Saturday. It was going to be Friday, but I asked for Saturday because it's easier for me. So it's going to be Saturday. The night before or the late afternoon before, that's when they give me my shorter window. So right now it's like anywhere between 7 a.m. No, I don't know if it's that early, but whatever, 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. But then they'll call me the night before and be like, okay, it looks like it's closer to like between one and three. So they do that. I think it depends on the place you go to. And then I get a call on the way. And the reason why they need to do that and they can't give you the exact time is because they never know what they're walking into. Scott, you're organized, You already and we'll talk about your valve situation in a sec, but you already have your fridge detached and everything good to go. Are they taking it with them, too?
1: I haven't decided yet. I'm trying to figure out if I can salvage oh, the old fridge no. and use it as a bar Scott, fridge. God,
0: it's worth the price. Just get them to haul that shit out of there. But I like—I love getting rid of that shit. They'll so. take it
1: away for twenty. I'm going to give them the twenty. That's not bad. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's not
0: bad. So I did the same thing with washer dryer. So, but so you never know what you're walking into. I feel like they walk into all kinds of stuff because I've done it before, where I've set up my home, whether I've had furniture delivered, and I've done this a million times—furniture, appliances. The, I'm a pro at it basically at this point. And I hear stories every time, like thank you for having this ready. Thank you for clearing a pathway. They once had to literally move furniture out of the way so that they could remove things because the homeowner didn't realize like, oh, I guess that table and those chairs and that box and that sofa is in your way, isn't it? Yeah. Our job isn't to remove all of the shit in your living room to get to what you asked for. You have to clear it out of the way. So then they have to take extra time in some homes to do things or maybe appliances. Uh, giving them a little bit trouble, or maybe they forgot a hose. Or, I mean, who knows what could happen? So that's probably why.
1: Got it. I did have to install that shutoff valve yesterday, and Mm -hmm. I tried everywhere to figure out where that water line goes. It just goes down into the floor behind the fridge. For all I knew, there was a shutoff valve somewhere, but I can't find it. So I decided I'm going to put a valve on, and I went to Home Depot, and they were incredibly unhelpful. Really? The guy who does plumbing... Was on a long lunch. I said, well, when's he (laughs) going to be back? And they said, oh, this afternoon. And I'm like, this afternoon. I just need to know what to buy. It's a quarter inch pipe. You have shutoff valves that'll fit a quarter inch. Just which one? As it turns out, I needed one with two male ends on it. Okay. So finally figured it out myself. When I went to a different hardware store, they had exactly what I needed. And I thought I was going to have to cut pipe and stuff like that. No, it was incredibly easy. Just pop, pop, done. Hmm. I bragged Good. about it on Instagram, just for all you people that like to DM me and shit on me for not being very handy. Done. No leaks.
0: Finished. We hope. Hopefully so, you're not going home to any.
1: There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain order of operations to these things. And God, I just felt you know when something so simple comes up and you think, God, why didn't I think of that? I had a sink full of dishes that I fully intended to wash. Yeah. Stupid me turned the water off for the entire house so I could put that valve in and then went to wash the dishes. What the hell? the sink? Oh, fuck. That's right. Uh. So the whole day got backloaded. I had to wait for the water to come back on. And then I finally got it all done. So a couple of stupid mistakes, but overall, it was a flawless repair cat. And soon I'll Good. be reopening my business as a contractor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey everyone's got a side hustle
1: well you know what though I mean it's amazing how many uh, handymen and things like that will charge people a lot of money to go and do what I did yesterday it was a 12 dollar part and it took me less than 10 minutes to do it
0: yeah oh when you know how to do things like that it's just it really does equal money these are the things that we should be all learning to do like things like that, that are little, you know, in retrospect, when you consider all the other things that you could do, there's, there's times where you should absolutely hire a professional to do it. And then there's times where you could probably do it yourself. It's just the lack of knowing why or confidence in doing it. Right. Thank goodness for YouTube. Cause YouTube, I think has saved. lot of people money.
1: I think so, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're going to run through just a couple of different things. And this is a shorter episode of After 9 today, guys, because we have uh, some very important meetings and such today. And we always try and prioritize you, our loyal audience. However, sometimes the boss says, this is when we're meeting and we got to go. It's one of those days. Former Governor General David Johnston has been named the special rapporteur to Ah. investigate foreign interference in Canadian elections. It's funny because every time I see David Johnston... All I can picture is Johnny Carson. I I think so too. He looks like him and he's got that that fun grandpa vibe to him. He was a great governor general when we had uh, him in as governor general. And it occurred to me when the prime minister appointed him because I kind of assumed, here were my two. If they'd asked, who do you think should be the special rapporteur, Scott? Who should it be? I would have said David Johnston or Lisa Laflamme. And Or Peter Mansbridge. And the reason I said that was because, quite literally, a rapporteur is a reporter. And I thought, well, why not use a journalist? And I thought, Lisa Laflamme or Peter Mansbridge, they might be good, but they don't have security clearance. David Johnston is the former governor general. Uh, he does have security clearance. Easier?
0: Yeah, it's a little yeah. easier.
1: He's used to dealing with daily briefings and classified documents. Uh, some people are saying he's not quite neutral because he does have an affiliation to the Trudeau organization. I I think we're struggling to find people who don't have a connection to the Trudeau Foundation at this point, because if Johnston was the best option and he had those links, I don't know who else was considered, but I will go on the assumption that this guy is going to be neutral. He always seemed like a nice man and a committed patriot. So good luck to him in his role of whatever the hell he's doing, because we still don't know what a rapporteur does, Uh, but he is a good choice in my estimation. More horrible numbers from the Canadian Real Estate Association yesterday. Mm -hmm. They put out the February sales numbers down 19% year over year. They say home sales shrunk by 40% year over year when you compare it to the years pre-pandemic. Home sales up slightly, 2.3% from January. Okay, I mean, it's good that it's up from January because January was just the shits. It's got to be frustrating if you need to sell your home right now, knowing how long it's taking to
0: sell. I know people who've had their home up for months now, and it's it, it depends on where depending on where you live. It's harder in some areas than others. We all know this depending on the province. I think it even varies by province right now. But it's man, that's got to be that's a frustrating feeling. Yes. That's a very frustrating feeling. I do feel for those people who are just looking to sell their home, and understandably, they don't want to take way less than what the home they know is worth. So you run into all these issues. I mean, neighbors of ours uh, went to the, they chose to take it off the market, right? And they're going to put it back on when it gets a little hotter. But right now, I mean, it surprises me actually, because I thought once March hit, it would be hot, hot, hot or hotter, but it doesn't seem to be that way yet. But of course we'll get those numbers next month and then we'll see.
1: Totally. Once the, uh, the interest rates get a little more reasonable or people adjust to the way they are. You, I, I think we're going to be just as hot as we were a year ago. And unfortunately, anybody caught up in this current cycle is that has to sell is probably going to sell for a lot less than what they could get if they could hang on just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I do think the market's going to heat up. A couple other things to tell you about. Uh, preparations are underway in some very big cities here in Ontario, namely Hamilton, Hess Village, Toronto, the distillery, and Waterloo, Ezra Street because tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day and there's some areas of certain cities that always draw a big street festival crowd. Ezra Street in Waterloo back in 2019 right before the pandemic, they estimate 30,000 people showed up for that street party near the universities.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's always a, it's always a popular spot. It's always has been. So I worked at a radio station once that was right across from the University of Waterloo and we would have So much fun watching on St. Patrick's Day, the students walking up and down the street, because as much as they like to try to put it in one place, people wander and there's pubs and bars and people go to them. And it was one of the funnest days of the year. We would prop up a chair and just look out the window and watch. And there really are tons. Now that's one. that one skews for a younger demographic. <laughs> These are college, usually university students, but university students from all over. Like there's people from Kingston that come down to Waterloo for this. There's people from London that come to Waterloo for this. So I feel like that demographic is that way. Distillery, maybe you get people of all ages. Am I wrong there? I've never done the distillery thing for St. Patrick's Day before, but that sounds fun.
1: There's a whole bunch of areas in Toronto that do it, but yeah. the distillery seems to be one of the areas. Uh yeah, if you're going out tomorrow, just keep in mind it's gonna be shitty outside.
0: Oh, especially I know for sure like the morning, is it through the day too? A chance to rain through the entire day, right? It's supposed to piss
1: down rain yeah. from midnight <laughs> until basically noon. Oh, yeah. And then it's gonna to go to scattered showers with eighty kilometer per hour winds.
0: No. See that's i There I'm goes out.
1: your big green yeah, hat.
0: I'm out, man. I would do that. <laughs> if it was college, I would do that. I would be like, Yeah, well, bar high, you know what? We'll suck it up. Now it's not happening. Like now, nope. You know what? I'll hang out inside and why don't we just chat with each other on the phone or I'll have a party myself. But that's it.
1: We now know the girl who jumped up on stage at the Juno Awards on Monday is named Casey. She's a 37-year-old environmental activist from Vancouver. She did spend a night in jail and was charged with mischief for jumping on stage and interrupting Avril Lavigne at the Junos. She says she wanted to use her and I quote, Perfect breasts to draw <laughs> attention to this great cause. <laughs>
0: she called them perfect. She That's called great. her own breasts. Well, the she's perfect confident. Breasts. That's good.
1: Labor Minister Monty McNaughton here in Ontario has rolled out some of the changes that Ontario's making for construction sites. What's up to everybody who's got us on on the job site? Thank you. Uh, McNaughton is promising to, sorry, proposing to double the number of toilets on job sites, require that at least one be designated women only on large sites and require that hand sanitizer be provided at toilets that have no running water, leaving us all to ask the question, that wasn't
0: already a rule? Scott, I'm shocked. Like, I'm shocked that this is just coming into play. And by the way, all everything you just said, which is coming into play, which should have been, to me is like a bare minimum. Like, that should have been the bare minimum from the hop. You weren't required to
1: have hand sanitizer? In a bathroom that doesn't have running water. That is shocking to me.
0: I don't understand. Like, and I know construction, construction companies, like, they, they've got money. Spend a little bit on your employees.
1: Well, they'll tell you it's too expensive and inconvenient to bring it in. So, because mm. they do have to bring them in. We've heard from so many people that work on various job sites in the last 24 hours since we started talking about this on the radio. And one of the things that keeps coming up is... Uh, construction companies don't want to bring in the toilets unless it's a massive job or unless they're billing the government direct for them. So what they'll do is they'll just designate like a company car. Mm. And if you got to go pee, you can take the company car <laughs> down the street to a Tim Hortons or a Starbucks and use the the washroom there.
0: Kind of like when people do work on your home, it's the same thing because they're not supposed to use your toilet. So they'll hop in the company car and go pee and then come back. <laughs> That's, That's usually so how it works. That's primitive. It is. It is. No, it's, it's not... Uh... I don't, yeah, I'm shocked, again, I'm just shocked that this wasn't in place previous. At the least, this should be, hand sanitizer? Come on, you were actually making your employees bring their own? If they even did? That's just ridiculous to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow, you deserve better. Listen, construction workers, you deserve better. And if you ever want to stand up against it, I will be there with you.
1: You know what? I'm right there with you. Uh, The New York Post has got an interesting article today. Apparently, someone talked to a bunch of millennials and general Zers about this, and they say that one of the things that they're more interested in doing behind the wheel is not giving somebody the finger when they get cut off or when they do something stupid on the roads. They want to do a thumbs down. In other words, if you get a thumbs down from the younger driver next to you, they disapprove, and that's their way of giving you the finger. The theory here is that flipping someone off is aggressive. So when you do it, their natural reaction is to get defensive and think you're the jerk. They say if you give someone a thumbs down, it's really the equivalent of an I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just disappointed. disappointed. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I was thinking when you were saying that was like it is that thing. And that always didn't didn't that always make you feel worse? Was anyone ever in that situation when it, when it came to your parents? I'm not angry at you, Kathleen. But we are disappointed. And I thought, oh, that one stings a little bit more. You're not even like, you're not even yelling at me. You're just disappointed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you're contemplating with your brain at how upset you are with me. You're not just yelling. So I, I I see the correlation there. But giving a thumbs down as opposed to a middle finger, there's no way it feels as good. Giving a middle finger just feels so much better, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, and you know what? Sometimes people deserve it.
1: Yeah. Sometimes people do things that reckless or inconsiderate that fuck them. You get the finger.
0: Learn your lesson and do shit properly next time. And yes, it is aggressive because you deserve it.
1: (laughs) I can't help it if they deserve it. If you're an asshole, you should know you're an asshole. Finally, some senior representatives at the Pentagon are talking after a newly declassified report from the part of the Pentagon that's dedicated to monitoring the unidentified flying objects in our sky. There's a theory now from a senior rep That there is a mothership of some sort somewhere in our solar system right now. And it's dispersing a whole bunch of smaller ships or probes that are coming and monitoring the earth. And all the reports we've seen lately about unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena, that sort of stuff. All of that is all coming from one mothership that is out there. And they don't know where, they don't know what its intentions are, but they think there's a big, massive alien ship somewhere in our solar system.
0: Which is crazy, because when you watch Independence Day, that's exactly what it is, Scott. It's now they were massive, massive, but there was a mothership. Remember, everybody? There was a mothership, and the smaller ships came from the mothership, and they had to destroy the core of the mother, mothership. Not that we're going to destroy you aliens if you're listening. We're not saying that. If you come in peace, you're fine but they had to destroy the core of the mothership in order to kill off all these little other baby ships. That's How do we get that so bang on?
1: That's pretty impressive. Not bad, unless somebody knew something. Unless somebody knew something. Well, let me ask you, if now that the Pentagon is saying that, and given the lack of information and transparency from our government about whatever that was that we shot down over Lake Huron and over the Yukon, is it reasonable to think that maybe, just maybe, That's a legitimate theory from the Pentagon. And what we shot down was alien. Mm. And if it was alien, how pissed off are they at that mothership that's hanging out on the dark side of Mars or something?
0: I assume they'd be pissed if we shot down one of their of ships. Of course they would. That's why we have to tread lightly here. Listen to me as if I'm in the meeting in the Pentagon. Listen, guys. You we gotta, should have been. I we, would be comfortable <laughs> if, if you were there calling the shots and talking common sense. That would make me happy. We do, though, because um, it makes you nervous to know there's a mothership. Like, that, that's all you need to hear. A mothership? Like, oh, sweet baby fuck. Like, what are we supposed to do with that information?
1: One more thing. March 28th. Everybody remember that date. March 28th. the 28th. Okay. It is uh, 12 days away. Jupiter, Mercury, Uranus, Mars, and Venus are all going to align together in a small section of the sky shortly after sunset. Mercury and Jupiter, which are the two brightest planets, are going to be noticeable right near the horizon. Venus is going to shine higher in the sky. Binoculars may be required to spot Uranus and (laughs) Mars. Uranus. Sorry. Mars. (laughs) I know. You are a child. (laughs) Mars should be visible in the alignment close to the first quarter of the moon. Seeing two or three planets in the sky, they say, is not uncommon. Mm. But an alignment of five planets happens very infrequently. There was an alignment last year. Prior to that, 2016, and it won't happen
0: again for several more years. Are we going to all like kooky and stuff? Probably. Does this mess with something? I'm assuming and this is a big deal in the... Uh, horoscope world, that's probably a big deal and it's going to impact you in one way or another or just as an just because it will impact you?
1: It seems like there's a couple different things. A full moon, we know that affects people. It makes kids in particular go squirrely because yeah. the majority of our bodies are water, and we know that the moon influence is
0: the water. And old people, by the way, apparently young young and old people are the feel it the most.
1: Most susceptible. The other things that seem to make people go a little batty are either retrogrades of some sort, yes. whether it's Mercury or Mars or whatever, and alignment. Well, this is an alignment of five planets, so I can only just fucking imagine what's going to happen here. Ah! Woo! We're batting down the hatches on the 28th, and if you're a cop, you might want to call in sick that day because it's going to be a shit show. St.
0: Patrick's Day Part (laughs) 2.
1: Have a great day, guys. Unfortunately, it's short today. We got to go, but we'll have a new episode for you right here tomorrow. Bye! Two Russian fighter jets collided with a U.S. surveillance drone and sent it crashing into the Black Sea. The damage would have been a lot worse But luckily on its way down The drone bounced off a bunch of Chinese spy balloons (laughs) Taco Bell has announced that next month They'll remove the quesarito from its menu In order to bring back two popular items Napkins and the bathroom code (laughs) Due to high budget concerns Netflix is no longer moving forward With Nancy Meyers' $130 million romantic comedy But I know what's going to happen. Any minute now, Netflix is going to realize they messed up and run to catch Nancy Myers at the airport. Hold the doors! Hold the doors! Nancy! I've made the biggest mistake of my life.